Hey everybody, just want to tell you thank you for being with us again this week. Um, not going to lie, this message was something that I was a little nervous to bring, but you know, I realized that if I study in, with the Spirit of God and I prayed and I know that this is the message that God had us to, to come to today, then I know that no evil can come from it. And you know, people may disagree with some of the things I might have to say tonight, but you know, I, I we definitely have to stand in times of of people not standing. We have to we have to be that person who leads by example, and that's what I have to do tonight. So we're going to read this tonight out of Ephesians six. We're going to read about the whole armor of God. So Ephesians six, starting in verse ten. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparedness of the gospel of peace. And above all taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let us pray tonight. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for bringing us together tonight, Lord. We thank you um, just for, for the word that you've given us, Lord, that we can study and, and, and know that you're the one guiding us, Lord, and to know that even when these messages might be hard to bring, that you've got a reason for these messages to come out, these ones that, that might be a little bit convicting, these ones that might be a little bit hard to teach from and to preach from, that you've got a reason behind all of it. And in these times we have to stand, and even when it's hard for us to do so, that, that we stand with you, and we know that we're doing all in your will, and doing everything to, to please you and no one else. Lord, thank you for everything you've asked of us, and thank you for just the many blessings you've blessed us with, and all these things we ask in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. So starting back with verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. So the first thing I want to ask, you know, as we dig into this, is he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And what we have to ask ourselves, you know, just as, as people in the human race, as people in America, as people who are in the church, and especially us who are acting as leaders, where do I find my strength? Or what do I find my strength in? And if our answer is anything other than God, then we have allowed something or someone 
to take control over our mind. We've allowed something to get in the way of our clear vision of God. And, you know, we have to realize that, you know, even out of what we're dealing with right now, that many of the world's issues are found in people thinking more highly of themselves than they ought to. Because when you think more highly of yourself, then what begins to happen is everyone around you, if you think so highly of yourself, then those who are around you, you think less of those people. And whether that be that you know, you're know you older than them, or you have a higher position than them, or you know what we're dealing with right now, you're a different race than they are. If you think less of those people who are around you, then you will treat them as less. Because you feel as if you have justification to do so. And we have to realize that we can only love because Christ first loved. We can only live because Christ died for us. So we have to realize that I'm not any better than those around me. I'm not any better. It doesn't matter how much time I've put into a company, how much time I've put into the church, or you know how long I've lived, or you know what I've accomplished. We are no better than who we see as the worst. And if you see yourself as being better than them, then you should realize that you're no better than those people. And it says in verse 11, To put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And you know, the only way that we can put on the whole armor of God is if we follow truly the word of God we have to follow it completely and if we do follow it completely then we don't have to try so hard to convince people that we're a Christian we don't have to try so hard to convince people that we love our neighbor we don't have to try so hard to convince these people because they see it it's effortless because we are to live as Christ lived we are to live as God still is living within us because if we truly live as him and we live in the examples and the ways that he has taught us to live, then we will find that we have no hatred towards anyone. And that we may have a hatred against sin, we may have a hatred against the devil, but that's the only hatred we should have, and that's what we go to. And it says, to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Not to stand against any job, not to stand against... You know, any other type of person, but we're standing against the devil. We're standing against his lies. And I want you to notice it says that we must stand. If we sit and we say nothing, we do nothing, then we're not standing. We must stand for God. And that's what we have to realize that we must stand for God. We're not standing for man. We're not standing for the government. We're standing for God and God alone. See, if we stand for anything other than God, then we are doing it for the devil, whether we realize it or not. If it's not glorifying God, it's glorifying something that the devil has set up. Because everything we do should be to glorify God and God alone. And then we move into verse 12 that says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, against wickedness, in high places. And it says spiritual wickedness in high places. We have to realize that the devil sends demons out into this world to destroy people. 
the devil sends these demons and he'll send them in the form of a drug he'll send them in the form of a uh, of a person who will get them off track but he is here to destroy us and to divide us and where we're living right now in this in the states that we're living i cannot call us you know, United States anymore because we're not united. We have let ourselves become the divided states of America. And that is a sad place because we realize that we're a country who should be so strong and come together and we've had a history of doing it before. And right now we are letting it fall apart and I believe that the reason it's falling apart is because they've taken God out of everything. They've told us we're not allowed to pray. they told us we're not allowed to, to, to go out and openly... Um, read our Bibles. You don't see preachers on the streets anymore preaching. You don't hear of people going out and doing those things anymore because people have become afraid to stand up for God, to stand up for what is truly right, the only thing worth standing up for. We've became afraid of doing so. And then we go to verse 13. It says, Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day And having done all, to stand. So if we have on the whole armor of God, then we will withstand in the evil day when these temptations come, when this hatred comes, when the destruction comes. We will stand if we have on the full armor of God. If we have allowed for God to be our leader. If we have allowed these things to not get our mind off track so if we realize that our enemy is not each other and we realize that it, when we go you know, to these other people and we're tempted to say something about you know their appearance, we're tempted to say something about what they choose to do for a career I want you to remember If they can't change it in two seconds, we should not speak of it. Now, these people did not choose to be born into a certain race. These people did not choose to to get into a job career that would completely destroy what anyone thought their character would be. And, you know, we don't have to be the one extreme or the other. We can say, yes, we stand for equality, but we stand for love. We can say, yes, we support law enforcement, but we also support the equality of God's children. And the issue today is that too many people think you must be one extreme or the other. And we find this in so many different areas in life. We find it with people who say, you know, abortion is wrong, and then some people that say abortion isn't wrong. I mean, we find these things, and we realize that many times it's the controversial things that we either are one extreme or the other. And, you know, I don't want to dig into, you know, all this too much. But, you know, if we can honestly sit back and we can ask ourselves this question, and this is something that I think would wake a lot of people up. If you have no problem standing up and boldly saying blue lives matter, but you become offended if someone says black lives matter, then there's an issue. Because why would you say that this group does and this group doesn't? And that's in, in any sense of what we're dealing with right now. That you can't say that one matters and one doesn't and still say you're a child of God. We, yes, all the lives matter, but we also have to realize too that right now 
Yes, it was, you know, Jesus had left the 99 to go to that one sheep who was crying for help, the one sheep who needed him. And right now, we have to be willing to go with Jesus to that one sheep. Don't make him go alone. And if we can be that person to bring support and to show love, especially right now, and we can lead more people to Christ in this time by doing exactly that, then who are we to say that one doesn't matter? Who are we to, 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 to try to act as if we're above them? But again, like I said, I don't want to dig into this too much. So I want to you know, make one more point before we kind of move on from that. You know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, how can I be different? How can I be different from everybody else? Because, you know, we move on here and, you know, I want to kind of skip right here to verse 15. Because it talks about your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, anytime that, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, our, 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 our feet and the, the walk that we're going to take, you know, I don't want us to get confused to think that, you know, we can walk on somebody and we can walk all over them by using the word of God. You know, yeah, we realize that, you know, sin is sin and we realize that, you know, we have to follow God's word to a T, but... When it says that your feet should be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, don't take out the peace. We have to remember it's the gospel of peace, not the gospel of anger, not the gospel of fighting, but the gospel of peace. So how can we have peace while still walking someone through the gospel? And how can I be different than that? So the way that I can be different is rather than wanting to walk all over them, I would be willing to take off the shoes that I'm walking in and say, take these shoes and walk in this path to God. Walk in this path that, I, that you should see me walking in. I want you to walk in my shoes so I can remember what it's like to be barefoot, that I can remember what it's like to be in that position of not knowing the path. And I guess that's a confusing way to put it, but... You know, if we can put ourselves in the position of those who we feel are under us. And, you know, like I said earlier, we don't need to do that. But, you know, as a human, we're going to do it regardless. Because, like I said, you've got age differences. You've got job differences. You've got, you know, authority differences. If we can put ourselves in their shoes for a moment of time and realize that they're dealing with things that we're not dealing with, but then we're dealing with things that they're not dealing with, and we can realize that rather than having division, we can try to understand each other, then that's where we can begin to grow as a nation. That's where we can become united once again, and that's where we can start leading people to Christ. I'm going to continue on, and we're going to go on with... Uh, Let's see, we, start, we stopped there in verse 15, so I'm going to go back to verse 16, and it says, Above all, we take the shield of faith wherever we go, so that we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. So I want you to take that above all. So it's saying no matter what, it doesn't matter you know, what's going on, above all of that, we go back to our faith. And we have that shield of faith in front of us. Because if we hold on to faith, we lean on faith, we let our faith in God be the thing that protects us, 
then it's going like it says here it says it will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked so as the world is throwing accusations at us as the world is and, and, and you know I'm seeing it so much right now you go through any comment section I mean right now is the time that you know most of us want to just get off of social media entirely but you go through any comment section right now and you see nothing but people who call themselves children of God who are fighting they are dividing they are fighting over something so you know in the eyes of God something so small you know I realize that yes in, in our eyes it's something huge right now but in the eyes of God it's small and the reason it's small is because God created us all the same we have different backgrounds we have different uh, shades of our skin because we were developed uniquely you know we should take that uniqueness of each of us and try to come together and you know, like I said, this is it's been it's been a hard message for me to really wrap my mind around and to figure out, you know what you know what God, what are you doing, and what would you have me to say? So I'm trying to be very obedient to where God would have me to go, and I in no way, shape, or form want to go out of His wording. And I'm trying to listen very much so to what God would have me to say, because like I said, this is something hard, and you know anyone who's had a bring a message like this knows it's hard but you know you never know who will listen and who will be impacted by it so even in these hard moments I have to be obedient and just even if it has that little bit of awkwardness to it I realize I've got to listen to God and hear what he has to say so <clears throat> I go to verse 17 it says you, that we take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So with our salvation and with our Bibles, we take these things together. Our salvation and our Bibles. So we have to have this infallible word of God with us. And we have to be saved. We have to be going actually in the name of Christ. Not going in the name of anyone else. But we go in the name of Christ with our salvation, with his word. And it doesn't say that we go and fight. It doesn't even say that we go and protest. It says in verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And that is the important thing to note. That he's telling us that we take our salvation, we take the word of God, the word that he has given us, and we pray. Because that's our most powerful weapon. It's not our mouth it's not, you know, swords, it's not guns, it's not violence, it is prayer. If you want to make an impact on somebody's life, you pray for them. And, you know, I know I've experienced, you know, because I know and there was times that people were praying for me that there was a huge impact that God worked on me. And, you know, we have to realize that prayer does matter. Prayer changes things and that... God listens to our prayers. You know, it's not something that we're just, you know, out here talking and no one's listening. You know, no, God is actively listening to our prayers. And that's what we need to do right now is to pray. And when we're so fixated on I have to be right, 
when we're so fixated on you know trying to prove yourself whether it be to yourself whether it be to a family member or someone who's in that other group that you say oh i'm not against you when we're so fixated on that rather than fixating on you know i have a clear conscience because i know i'm going to god and i'm giving it all to him then again if we're not glorifying god then we're letting the devil have his moment and we're letting him divide us but, you know, it continues in, in verse 18. And it says that we watch with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. So we're watching. As we're praying, we're watching to see who is this impacting. So when we're praying for these people, we, we can physically watch their life and see God working with them. And it says the perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we should pray that they stay safe we should pray that they grow we should pray that they know god better and you know there's so many lost people and so many wicked people right now who are doing nothing close to praising god or glorifying god and you know we can realize that we are probably starting to really dig into these end times you know, we're told of these warnings that will come, and you now I believe we're seeing a lot of those things now. But you know, rather than not caring about what happens to them, if we pray for them and we pray that that you know they will also cross into heaven with us, those people who are out and they're destroying things and they're taking lives and they're doing evil and wicked works, if we could pray that they would find God and they would find peace. That would be the greatest thing that we could do for some of these people. That would be the greatest thing that we can do. I mean, even if they don't find God, we've prayed for them. We've given them the opportunity to know Him. It says in verse 19, it says, And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly, and to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And, you know, we're being told that we basically have a job to do. You know, it's one thing to read this word. It's one thing to listen to someone like me try to explain it in the detail and to listen to someone like me or, you know, whoever you might like to listen to. It's one thing to hear the words and it's another thing to listen to the words and to, you know, and that's even for the people who are preaching these messages. You know, sometimes these are for us just as much as they are for the congregation or whoever's listening. Sometimes we ourselves have to be reminded by God using our words that we have to lean on Him and we have to remember that, you know, if we're more focused on, you know, maybe the miracles rather than the miracle worker. If we're more focused on the grace more than the grace giver. If we're more focused on what we can gain from God than we are than focusing on God. If we become more focused on that, then we are failing as a Christian. And right now, where we're at, if we focus more on the division than we focus on 
the coming together of the bride of Christ, of the coming together of the church, the coming together as we get to these end times. And we, you know, we know biblically that, you know, the Bible says that there will be few to find heaven, but many to find hell. But it's hard for me as a Christian to just allow that to just, I mean, like, I know that it's biblical truth, but it should be hard for us to almost accept that. And I, I'm not saying to no, don't don't accept the Bible, but don't just be okay with, you know. Well, you know, it says few is going to find heaven, so why even talk to him anyways? We should always be willing to tell people about the love of Christ, especially now. And it says that we are. He says I'm an ambassador in bonds that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And if you're listening and, you know, if you're in that position that you are able to speak to people and that you're in that and, you know, you've got that uh, platform that you can be a leader. You've got the platform that you can lead people to God. Then that is our mission. Our mission is to not lay down and let this wickedness continue to happen but we have to stand up and we have to stand for something or we will fall into the pit and the lies of the devil and if we allow that then we are not being the Christian that we could be and at this point I believe God's telling me that it's time to go ahead and finish the message, so I don't want to disobey that. Like I said, this was a hard message to, to teach anyways. But when God's with it, His Spirit is there, then I know that I'm doing what He wants me to do, and I would rather stand knowing that I've pleased Him than to not say anything and please the men and women of the earth. So just remember to always follow what God's telling us to do even if it's hard but we're going to finish in prayer thank you for for listening with us today dear gracious heavenly father God we thank you for this night we thank you for this message Lord thank you for just helping me to have the courage to to, to teach a hard message and just to, to stand up for for what I feel is the right thing to stand up for to stand up and say that you know, all your children, every one of us here, no matter, you know, what they've went through, no matter what they've done, that we all have fallen short of your glory. To realize that we all need you just as bad as anyone else does. Lord, thank you for the reminders of, you know, it doesn't matter who we are, how long we've been saved or preacher or not, that we still need your grace we still need your love and we still need your shield in front of us Lord thank you for those reminders I just ask that you would be with with those who, who are out rioting for, for, to be with those who are who aren't saying anything to be with those who are bowing down right now Lord help us to stand help us to be ambassadors for you help us to do right in your eyes Lord, continue to guide us and to be with us. 
Lord, we love you, thank you, and trust you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious holy name will we pray. Amen.